What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Exnos All. So today that I'm recording, it's January 21st, 2024. And over the past week, since I recorded my last week's episode about Ariana Grande and the Southern Charm reunion, nothing really crazy has gone on since then that I feel that passionately about to where I can hop on the mic and just talk your ear off about celebrity pop culture. So I figured I'm going to do a bit of a different episode and just do random musings, like what's relevant in my life? What are things I've been thinking of over the past week since I last talked to you? So if you don't already follow me on Instagram, please follow me at All. A family friend of mine, she's 18 years old. I've watched her grow up since she was a little baby. She texted me the other day because she's applying to colleges and universities. And she asked me, Christy, what are your thoughts if I do or do not rush a sorority when I get into college? And I told her, biggest regret of my life, I would never do it again. If I could go back, I would not do it again. And I posted that and asked people, is this something you'd want to hear about? And a lot of people were actually very curious. And I think there's something about the coming of age experience, whether or not you're in high school or you're in college or in your, you're in your early 20s, you're really figuring out life and you have no idea what the hell you're doing or what the hell is going on. And you're so hypersensitive about how you're perceived and how you're coming across. And there's hormones and there's, you know, crushes and there's broken hearts. And it's such a messy, messy period of your life. And this is one of the messier periods of my life. And not in the sense that I was this crazy person making bad decisions. It's more of things that I really regretted that I wish I could take back. And it's not because it was a damaging experience. It's not like I was hurt physically or emotionally. It was more so I wish I could have gained that time back in my life. So I could have spent it with people that I actually cared about and like to be around. So let me paint the picture of before I got to college and like what my life was before college. So I was very much, I always had a lot of friends growing up. And I think one of the really, the thing I pride myself myself most on is that I've always been able to make friends very easily anywhere I went, whether it's, you know, in a sports team or when I was in cheerleading or when I was a little kid, I've never had issues making friends. And the summer before going to college, was one of the craziest summers of my life, I would say. And I also started drinking at not a young, young age, but I started drinking maybe like 14, 15. And I partied a lot in high school. I, there was a period of time in my life when I was hanging out with people that became severe addicts and drug users, and they were doing Molly and cocaine when we were 16 years old. To be clear, I was never interested, nor did I ever partake in any of these crazy recreational drug use activity but these are the type of people I would hang out and be around and I would drink a lot and so I felt that when I went into college I was like I could be a pro at this I've already partied a lot I've already kind of gotten a lot of a lot of it out of my system I know my limit when I drink I know the kind of person I am when I drink alcohol so I didn't feel like I was walking into a universe that was unprecedented territory. I know that when a lot of people go into university, it's their first time breaking away from their parents, that they have complete autonomy over how they choose to spend their days, how late they can stay up, the first time maybe being around boys or whatever, whatever you're into. It's the first time kind of getting exposed to that. I really felt as if I had already experienced a lot of that before going to college. And that's neither good nor bad. I think it's just important to set the stage of kind of the context of my life before I went to I went to college. So the summer before college, I hung out with a 
big group of people. We would go out drinking all the time. We were going to call, we were going to high school parties. And a lot of my friends were on a semester-based school. And my uni- university was a quarter-based system. So we started like a month later after these semester colleges. So all of my girlfriends from high school ended up going to huge colleges like Boston University. They went a lot of them went went to University of Arizona and for people that are foreign that aren't familiar with the college, American college system, University of Arizona is like a huge, huge party school. And all my friends rushed and they all, you know, were in these top frats and top sororities. And I remember thinking, okay, then I guess if all my friends are doing sorority life and fraternity life, I guess I need to as well. And before college, and again, I'm dating myself, but before college, what was really popular was you would go on Facebook and you would join the, let's say you're going to Boston University. So you would join the Boston University class of 2013 and you'd start talking with people to see if you vibed with anyone so that they would become your potential roommate. And I vibed a lot with my freshman year roommate. Her name's Kat. And we really vibed online and we're like, you know, we're both in the same college. We should, we should pref each other to be one another's roommate. And that was a an amazing decision on my part because her and I had very similar interests. She seemed super cool. We had similar tastes in music. So I was thinking, okay, this is going to be great. I already have a built-in best friend when I get into college and that's how it went down. We both went to school together and we would go all, all the time together and make friends and we were basically attached to the hip. And the way that my school was set up is we didn't have, it wasn't, when I think about college dorms, I think about like motels when you just have a bunch of you know, a bunch of rooms lining up one on one another. I remember a, a couple of my friends went to UC Santa Barbara and when I would visit them in college when I was a freshman, you know, all their rooms were ingratiated with co-ed. It didn't feel like you were only in a tiny suite with just a bunch of girls, but that's how my college was. We were in a suite and you would call it your suite mates. They weren't necessarily your roommates, but you all had, there were several rooms in that suite. And so you were kind of all living in same quarters you would use the same bathrooms but they weren't actually our roommates so that kind of created a less social environment than you know what you think of dorms to be like it was just a less social campus and I don't think that the housing situation when we were freshmen helped it either so I think when people went to my college they were thinking okay this is already kind of a socially dead campus how can we make it more social well naturally you rush And I thought, you know, like I'm a social girly. I have so many friends before I went to college. I've never had an issue making friends. Like maybe this would just be a good way for me to be social and, you know, be able to go to parties a bit easier. Where I went to college also, it was in a really, really, really affluent, like one of the most affluent areas in Southern California, super rich. So there was no fraternity row. There was no houses. There was no specified area where there were Greek Greek houses. So it was very difficult to party just because the area was so nice and the party would get rolled very quickly. Rolled, oh my God. So I also had a friend that I knew peripherally from high school. We weren't super close, but we kind of ran in the same groups of of people. And she had also gone to my university. So me, my roommate Kat, and this other friend of mine that I knew from home, we all decided we're going to rush together. And I remember going through the rushing process. And for one... The college that I went to was predominantly, it was heavily Asian, right? And I'm Asian. And I would say the majority of those that were in the Greek system were white. That's actually, that's not true. I wouldn't say they were predominantly white, but those that were in quote unquote top houses, the top sororities, the top fraternities were white. So just let that sink in. 
you already kind of feel outside as an Asian person walking into rushing when everyone that is in these top houses that everyone wants to be in is not Asian, right? So you already kind of feel a bit of an exclusion. And my roommate, Kat, she was blonde and I felt almost jealous that I was like, okay, like it's almost as if I don't have a one-up because I'm not white. It was the first time I really felt my Asian-ness kind of presenting itself in a way that I felt almost ashamed of, which is really messed up because I'm so proud of my Asian heritage. And I feel like everything about Asian jeans is just top notch, like everything, our products, our food. I, I just love the Asian culture so much. And I love so many of my Asian friends. And I think at that point, it just felt like, wow, I really feel other. And mind you, I was in a school that was predominantly Asian, but you felt very minority when you were in the Greek system. So it's important to make that distinction. And I remember, you know, walking, the way it worked is because there were not official houses, you had it on campus and you would go into like these ballrooms that were on campus and you would walk in and you would talk to these girls and it just felt so vapid and shallow. I was like thinking in my brain the entire time, okay, they're judging me on what I wear. They're probably judging me on how I talk. They're judging me on how hot is this girl so that we can take her to the frats that we like. And it just felt so shallow to me. And I know this is not an isolated experience. I know this is something that is felt amongst all rushing experience. In fact, what I went through is probably just scratching the absolute surface. I cannot even imagine what it would be like rushing in the South or anything like that, because I know how intense that entire process is and how how much history and how much rich history is rooted in these fraternity and sorority systems in the south so again I know my situation was probably not nearly as bad as someone else who wasn't who would be a minority running through it but again I kind of felt well everyone else is doing it all my friends from home are doing it and it's also very important for me to point out all my friends from home were white and they were all rushing uh, sororities and they were all getting the top houses and I was like wow why can't why is this something that I would not do because everyone else is doing it that I know and love? So I remember rush week was maybe six days. And I remember after two days, I got dropped by basically every house except the bottom two. And I was so ashamed. I was thinking, okay, this is so embarrassing. Again, not to toot my own horn, but everyone loves me at home. I feel like Snooki. You know when Snooki on season one of the Jersey Shore when everyone was icing her out and she was like, I don't understand. Like, I'm always the center of attention. Everyone loves me at home. Like, that's literally me. I was like, everyone loves me at home. I was the life of the party. I had so many friends. All my friends were cool, whatever you want to call it. It's like, this is dumb. Like, I feel so excluded and so othered. And then to top it all off, both my friends, my friend that I knew from home and then my roommate, they got paired with their preferred choice and they ended up being in the sorority that they both each wanted. And I was thinking what about me wasn't good enough? Why did they drop me so quickly? How come none of the top houses wanted me? I just felt so different than everyone else. And I remember feeling so othered by, and especially because two of my best girlfriends that I became super close with were, got their preferred choice. And I remember after that spirit experience, I was thinking, fuck it, you know, I'm raw dogging college, sans fraternity, sans sorority, sans Greek life. And I completely just met some of the best people ever that I continue to be friends with today. All my friends that I met in the dorms that were not affiliated with any Greek system, men or women, I was 
so grateful to have built a really solid group of friends, like a crew of us that rolled deep freshman year all the way to senior year. And this, you know, didn't require any money or me paying to be friends with anyone. I just remember thinking, wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that the people that I met my freshman year would continue to be lifelong friends that I still keep in touch with today. So then you fast forward to sophomore year. And I was thinking, okay, you know, my friends, my two girlfriends that are in sororities, they've really had a positive experience with being in a sorority. Yes, I still have a really solid group of friends, but maybe I'll give it a second shot. Like, let's see if I can do it differently. And what do you have it? I got into the house of my choice and I remember being like, okay, so this could be an added bonus. I already have my core group of friends that aren't in sororities or fraternities. And, you know, that's never going to leave me. I'm always going to be friends with them. But maybe if I'm in a sorority, it'll give me, you know, more connections with other people, with other guys, with other girls. I just felt, okay, this could just be an added bonus to my sophomore year. And I think one thing that was really, really troubling for me, once I rushed that sorority and got prepped with the house of my choice, feeling like when I looked around, none of these girls were my types of girls. I was thinking, and that's not me trying to be hoity-toity. It's just genuinely when you don't vibe with someone, when you feel like, you know, when you just meet someone and it's a first impression and you already know kind of within the first couple of minutes of that first interaction, whether or not you could vibe with this person or not, it felt like I was having a first impression and a first interaction with every single one of these girls that was in my sorority and thinking I would never be friends with you. Like it just, I didn't click for me. And what's interesting too is my sister who I grew up with doing all the sports that we were both in gymnastics together. We were both on the cheer team together. I went to a college and then she followed me to that same college and we rushed the same time and she also prepped the house that I prepped. So we were both in the same sorority and my sister and I have been, I think this is why my sister and I are so good at making friends because we've been close our whole life and we've done so many things together that we've, we never had issues making friends and we've always been in similar situations, whether it be cheer, gymnastics, uh, we used to go to like daycare when we were little, you know, we always had no issues making friends and more often than not, our friends would have the same energy or vibe where we would all of our friends would intersect with one another. But I remember looking around and me and my sister were thinking, why are we not making any friends? Why are all these girls so much different than us? And I want to be clear. I don't want to seem like I'm above it. I just felt I'm such a girl's girl and I always have been and I've had no issues making friends with women. But why am I having such a hard time connecting with these girls in this sorority? And I remember, and I don't know if this is like a thing that happens with other sororities, but again, because my college was so not heavily Greek affiliated, like only a tiny fraction of people at the university were actually in Greek life. I don't know if this is a normal thing amongst other schools, but we used to have, oh my God, I could literally, oh my God, I could barf. I'm like having nausea even thinking about this experience in my life. That was so traumatizing. So they had these things called serenades. Oh my God, I hope, I will like literally email the dean of my college to ask them to no longer do this. I cannot even believe this used to be a thing. They would have all their pledge class learn a routine, a very sexually innuendous, is that a word? You know what I mean. They would have all the pledge class learn a very sexually explicit type dance and song. And you would go to each and every single one of the frats and you would dance and sing in front of their frat. And basically what this is, it it is a feeding ground for the frats to see who the new girls are on the sorority so that they can see kind of like what meat 
they're interested in. Like literally that's what it was. And they would have us dress very sexually, very explicitly. In fact, one of the girls said, you girls should look, <laughs> I can't even, I cannot even believe this used to be a thing. Girls lotion up those legs. Like, are you, are, are you joking? Like I can hook up with a guy if I want to without shaking my, popping my pussy and shaking my ass in a fucking conference room. Are you, again, we had to do these serenades in a lecture room because we did not have houses. This is so embarrassing. I have so much secondhand embarrassment and I cannot believe I was forced into this. Honestly, it kind of feels like workplace harassment. If I'm thinking about it, it was. It was workplace harassment. It reminds me of this. Now I'm going on a tangent. It reminds me when I was a cheerleader in high school and the football moms would make us, you would basically, every cheerleader was assigned a football player or a basketball player when it was basketball season and then a football player during football season. And you were assigned, you would call it your cookie boy. So all the cheerleaders were forced to hand bake, to personally bake a dessert of your choice and you would give it to your football player or your basketball player the day of the game. And I'm sorry, we as the cheerleading team were forced to pocket to fund this ourselves. So let's forget the fact that if you were broke as shit. No, you were still requested or required to use your own money to bake cookies for a guy you who didn't even fucking know your last name probably. Like so problematic. That's what it's giving. And I'm thinking back to all these experiences. I'm like, this was not, this was not even 15 years ago that I was subjected to this nonsense. If that were me now, I would say, hell no, you can bake your own shit. In fact, you can bake me something. And what's interesting is my sister was, her and I were talking about it and we were going, you know, why do they make us have cookie boys? Why are we required to, out of our own pocket, bake cookies and provide freshly baked goods to these boys with our own money? So my sister wrote into our high school principal and told him, I hope this is not still a thing at our high school because that is wildly misogynistic and problematic. Anyways, I digress, but this whole serenade thing that we were required to do as a pledge class to present our pussies and our asses to these fraternities who did not care if we lived or died, it makes me so sad. Like I cannot, and I remember the parties were not even fun. I would go and I would think, when am I leaving? Like when can I hang out with my actual friends who actually like me and know my last name? Do you know what I mean? So that was sophomore year. And then at the beginning, so I was in my sorority for a year. And then my junior year, my first semester of junior year, first quarter, I was, I went ahead and I studied abroad in Rome. And I made it a point when I studied abroad, I was thinking, I'm going to do a program where I know not a single soul because I want to raw dog my experience and I'm going to meet people along the way. And what I did, I did this program where it connected with a lot of colleges across across the nation. So a lot of people in my program were from colleges in Northern California, a lot in Chicago, some in the Midwest, some in Boston. Like we just had a bunch of 20-something-year-old kids going to Rome and tearing it up. And oh my God, I could do an entirely separate episode on my study abroad experience because hands down, that was the best experience of my life. And I still keep in touch with a lot of the people in my program to this day. And I remember being a part of that collective experience with all these people from all across America and being like, wow, these are true friends that I'm making organically that I'm not having to pay for in a sorority-ridden environment. It, it just felt so organic and nice and fresh and real. 
And I remember after that study abroad experience, <laughs> the second I landed in America, my ass like emailed the sorority panhellenic national group. I don't even know what the hell I did, but I was like, take me off the list. Take my key off whatever the fuck key is hanging in some random place in the South. Like, I no longer want to be a part of this. And my sister too. The When I got back, she also deactivated. So we're not even, it's not even like we're alumni of our sorority. We're just not even a part of the sorority. It's as if we never were a part of it. And I just want this to be a lesson to all my Gen Z girlies that are listening that are maybe about to go to college or are in college and feeling very frustrated at the Greek system. This is not the end of the world. In fact, one of my best, best friends, she's uh, in her late 40s, early 50s. I used to work with her. Her daughter was going through Rush at a, at a college in Northern California. And I remember talking to her and just being like, my God, it has not changed. All people care about is how you look and what you can do for them when it comes to the guys that they want to bang at their favorite fraternity. Like it's so shallow and vapid. And I'm thinking when I was talking to my friend's daughter, like I do not envy what this girl's going through. It took such a hit on my self-confidence. It was so traumatizing that first year and now I look back on it and think maybe they were missing out you know what I mean like I am so funny I'm such a girl's girl I have so many friends and none of that that entire experience was never a testament on who I was or my ability to make friends sometimes you just don't vibe with people sometimes you just don't vibe with atmosphere sometimes it's just not for you even though you think it is for you and I don't want to shame people. Again, a lot of my high school friends who were in fraternities and sororities, it was the best experience of their life. And I'm not saying my experience is at all indicative of what Panhellenic Greeks, the Greek system is like at other schools or even at my school. It could be, it could be a wildly amazing experience for you and it completely is dependent on the person. But coming from me, who has no issues making friends, who prides herself on creating long durable connections this was not for me and so I don't want you to ever think if you're going through this or if you know sometimes when you have these groups these established groups you feel so othered if you're not a part of that group if I have a couple girlfriends who are members of the Soho house you know and there's like some criteria to be part of the Soho house like that's fine you can be part of the Soho house and like that's all well and good I'm not shaming you for that but just because Someone may not accept you in their specific group. Doesn't make you less than or cool, cool enough or pretty enough. And let me just say, the years after I broke away from my sorority were the best years of my life. Because once I turned 21, me and all of my friends would go out to Pacific Beach in San Diego. And we would be tearing it up. And the last two years of my life in college without the sorority were unforgettable memorable experiences that I will hold on to for the rest of my life and you do not need a group of people that make you feel like you need to earn their friendship to feel good about yourselves so that's I'm off my soapbox I just wanted to I feel very passionately about this because I feel as if I wasted a good year of my life going to these events that I didn't really want to go to, going to these meetings that I didn't want to attend. Like I should have been studying. I should have been hanging out with the people that I actually wanted to hang out with. It's just time that I will never get back. And I think this is just actually, now that I'm thinking about this and talking about this in real time, it's almost as if this is kind of a good learning lesson that I shouldn't be doing shit that I don't want to do. 
if something is not sparking joy, if I'm hanging out with a group of people that don't make me feel like my best self, that I'm fabulous in their eyes, that I don't make them feel fabulous, then we should no longer be hanging out with these people. Sorority or not, in any kind of relationship, if people make you feel less than, then it's time to dump it, right? So I hope this episode helped you. I know this is a very quick episode and there wasn't much to say other than me unpacking my sorority trauma, but I hope that this in some way resonates with you because I know for a fact, if it at least resonates with a couple people, which I absolutely know it will because I know plenty of people in my current life that were like, yeah, sorority recruitment was traumatizing for me as well. You're not alone and it doesn't make you any less cool. In fact, I'm probably cooler than most of those girlies and I have no regrets in saying so. Okay. Love you guys so much. Please, if you could review my podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. You don't even need to write a review. You could just rate it five stars. And please give me a follow on X, uh, Instagram at xknowsall. I love you guys so much. And if you want to hear more, I'm on Shannon's Fluently Forward Patreon every other week. And we really just are completely, completely unhinged on her Patreon. We talk about things I would never put unless it were behind a paywall. So go ahead and subscribe over there and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.